We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Show. For those of you in the United States, happy Thanksgiving. So, we are here today to break down the slate between England and USA. So, it's our uh, Black Friday, our day after Thanksgiving slate. So, it's very big. There's a big contest. So, about an 8,000 person showdown, I think, um, 50,000 to first place. So, we're going to break down our cash game strategies. The cash game action should be pretty good. Unfortunately, that I think is fairly straightforward depending on the news. And then we'll talk about some tournament routes as well. So right here we have our projected 11s. And basically, um, it's as expected. These are the same lineups, I think, um, that both teams started with in the first match. There's a couple news items that are worth talking about first, though. So the first bit is that you'll notice that Harry Kane is questionable. So I looked at the news, and he's been getting some fitness boosts. So a couple of days ago, it was being reported that he was kind of training individually on the side. So that is somewhat good news right there. And then um, the other bit that we had was today, Gareth Southgate gave a positive report in the press conference for him. So Gareth Southgate says that they checked the ankle, nothing really showed up on the ankle, and it seems more like of a foot injury. And uh, Jordan Pickford, I think, said that he played as well. So you might see some starting lineups, projected 11s that have Callum Wilson in, but I'd be at this point quite surprised. It seems like Harry Kane is fit to play, and if he's fit, he's their captain. He's one of their best players. I think he is going to start. So I'm going to do that expecting that he starts. But, I mean, be aware Callum Wilson might start at a slightly similar price. I mean, those two are not really comparable, in my opinion. The other uh, piece of news to monitor, I haven't heard too much about this. It's Harry Maguire. So he went off early because he felt ill. There's some word that maybe they you know, had suffered a concussion or something like this. I don't know too much about that, but it is possible that Harry Maguire doesn't start. That might change things quite a bit, right? Harry, Harry Maguire is going to be like a somewhat popular tournament option because uh, he gets very forward on set pieces. So if you watch their game against Iran, I mean, Harry Maguire almost was playing as like, it felt like a forward at some point. So really definitely a target man on set pieces there. Otherwise, I think we can expect this. So, I mean, Saka, Mountain, Sterling, we're expecting to start. But I mean, you could also easily see Phil Foden in there. Um, you could see Jack Grealish. It would be easy to see Marcus Rashford. Those three subbed on as well. So I think... Um, 
yeah, there's not going to be too many surprises. Maybe what happens in uh, maybe if Jude Bellingham doesn't start because he played 90 minutes and maybe some of the attackers are subbed, but they're all pretty similarly priced. Maybe we can double check those we go through. Now on the USA side, um, there's not too much news to report. So McKinney came off with a yellow card a bit early and he's coming back from injury. So that made sense. Musa should be okay as well. Neither of those players are particularly fantasy relevant. I mean, if we go ahead and scroll down to the odds right here, you're going to notice that the USA are, unfortunately for us Americans here, they are um, pretty sizable underdogs right here. So England are about 60% to win. We have 22% draw and USA are 16% to win themselves. England have a pretty, um, a pretty plush there, a 40% clean sheet odds and uh, about a two implied goal total. So USA's implied goal total is just below one. So, yeah, so I'm not really um, considering rostering uh, Musa and McKinney, even in uh, these larger type of lottery contests. I mean, that's just, they just have really thin routes to being optimal. Um, but yeah, we have the same four back line. Maybe Dust doesn't start. He was horrible, in my opinion, against Wales. And then maybe you'll see some changes on the forwards. So, the manager, Greg Berhalter, he got into some uh, criticism. Um, Based on a second half tactics, the team looked a little bit better when Brendan Aronson was playing. So maybe you see Aronson, maybe you see a forward like Ferreira, maybe you see we line up at forward, and maybe you see Gio Reyna as well. So those are things that I have been noticing of as, as I've scrolled through projected lineups. But yeah, that's kind of the breakdown of how the slate looks like. I mean, England are going to be big favorites. They're probably going to possess the ball, but I mean, England haven't been totally convincing you know, as of late, but their most recent game, they look quite good. I mean, USA is, I think, going to be a better opponent than Iran, as pessimistic as I might feel after that Wales matchup. All right. Anything else for us to consider just from a broad point of view? Uh, no, I don't really think so. Um, so if we go scroll through and take a look at the anytime goal scorer odds, no one particularly sticks out. Um, Harry Kane is about even money favorite to score a goal. When he starts, I think he'll be popular. Harry Kane's kind of taken up more of a creative role too. So he doesn't, he, I think he had two assists, at least one assist in the previous match. So um, he can be, he's getting there in a lot of different ways. So he seems a little cheap at his price tag, but maybe DraftKings kept prices low to, you know, make it a bit more fun. <laughs> Oh, pardon me. Uh, we got Sterling at plus 200. I mean, the best American goal scorer odds uh, belong to Pulisic at plus 400. I think Pulisic takes penalties. So that's even inflated by that. So it is not a very good look if you want to be rostering American goal scorers. I mean, almost 95% of the time, you know, one, maybe two goals, it feels like. Um, one other thing before we start going into cash builds, hey, this is kind of a good transition into cash builds, actually. Um, we expected based on the lineup last time that Kieran Trippier would take most of the set pieces. And it worked out to be mostly a split, I think, on the sides. I would have to check that more precisely with the heat maps. But Trippier and Shaw split the set pieces. They were both very good. So, I mean, their roles are quite secure. I think they'll both start. Um, they're both going to be getting forward in this matchup. Luke Shaw presents some nice savings, about $2,000 savings on Kieran Trippier. I think uh, just because Trippier's role is a bit more secure, you know, if Foden starts, maybe Shaw doesn't necessarily have set pieces. I think Trippier is more likely to have set pieces, especially if we see changes to the starting 11. And then uh, no surprises here. So I think as long as Gio Reyna doesn't start, we expect Christian Pulisic to take everything. Although how many corners do we necessarily think um, the United States are going to get against England? Got to figure that England are just going to be very boring and pass the ball around the back line. But that, unfortunately, is a very productive way to play 
international tournament soccer. All right. So that's a lot of uh, chit chat there. Let's start getting into cash builds. Um, I don't know. Showdown cash can be a little bit tricky, you know, how you treat things at the very end. But I kind of what my you know first thought is just when I'm trying to break down a showdown slate, if I'm going to be playing cash games is how can I just get in all of the major set piece takers? I want to look for major goal scoring threats, you know, people that particularly stand out. So someone like Harry Kane. And then I want to see what that leaves me with. Often um, you might not have enough salary to make a valid lineup or you're making too much sacrifices. Um, in this case, I just put Kieran Trippier in the captain spot. I think that is going to be a very popular route. I think it's justifiable to do Luke Shaw as well. And we can talk about that. Yeah, I just put in Kieran Trippier. I put in Luke Shaw and then I put in Harry Kane. And then if Gio Reyna doesn't start, and maybe even if he does, um, I put Christian Pulisic in there, even at that 10200 price tag. So those are kind of like four of the obvious uh, popular targets that are going to be happening inside of cash games. And you can make them all fit quite well. So if you just play all four of those, you are left with an average of uh, 4750 salary. So there's definitely some things that you can do to make that work. So I'm going to expect those four to be very popular. Um, so other cash game options that you can definitely look at. So one name that stuck out to me was Mason Mount. So where can we find Mason Mount's statistics right here? He didn't play 90. So once everyone plays 90, this table is going to fill out. I'll just pull him up right here. But yeah, Mason Mount. 6,200 right there. So some notes right here. So if you look at the attacking midfield line for England, you have Saka priced at 9.4K. You have Sterling priced at 8.8K. Bellingham got priced up because he scored a goal. So I have him at 7.2K. Let me double check that. That still does seem a little bit high. Yes, he is at 7.2K right there. And then um, those are kind of all the attacking players. And then Mount kind of sticks out. He has only, He sticks out at 6.2K. Um, so I think Mount is a nice option to get an additional England attacker, someone to get a few extra floor points. And he did quite well, actually, in the previous game. So he didn't get any goals or assists, but, you know, he had a chance created. He had a shot and he had a cross as well. He seemed to be getting forward. I remember hitting him hitting the side netting. I just think he's underpriced, especially relative to his peers at similar positions. I mean, Mount is I mean, he should be a little bit cheaper than Shaw, but should Mount be? 2.6k less than Sterling in this spot. I'm not so sure. I feel like Mount should be priced about Bellingham. Um, the only issue with that, though, is that if you do trip your captain and you play everyone. So, I mean, Pulisic is not going to be a must. I do think he's really valuable. So even if he only takes half the corners, like he will probably, if USA play on the counter, he will probably still draw fouls. He will still cross an open play. If we scroll down here in the previous game, I mean, if it happened once, it has to happen again. But Pulisic... Um, you know, he had two chances created and 13 crosses. So really the offense is going to go through Pulisic to a large extent. So even if he doesn't have all the set pieces, you do need to play one American attacker. And I think he does make a lot of sense right there. But um, yeah, you can plug in Mason Mount. It's kind of a fifth option in cash games right there. And then you're left with uh, one of the punt options. So you just have to scroll down and pick the lowest check mark down there. Um, similar options in that range, just due to the win and clean sheet odds. I mean, I think you could use Pickford, but I mean, when I don't like using goalkeeper in that setting, when, you know, I'm paying more for Pickford than I am for Mount, that feels a little bit incorrect to me. Um, 
One thing I did consider is, um, you know, if I don't want to play someone like Tim Ream, I wanted to look at what I could save if I put Luke Shaw in the captain spot. So I took a look at that. And if you scroll through that, you will be able to fit someone like John Stones and with in addition to Mason Mount. So that might be a little bit preferable. I mean, if you think about it, if it's the same starting 11, so if there are no direct threats to Luke Shaw's set pieces, I think the projection is going to be almost identical um, with respect to Shaw and Trippier. And so if that's the case, why not save a little bit of salary and then you can get an England center back as well. I mean, maybe John Stones gets a little bit more forward on set pieces. He's more likely to get a clean sheet. I think he certainly has a higher floor than Tim Ream. It's hard for center backs to get a lot of points in the DraftKings format. You know, there's no clearance points. That's something that happens on a fan duel. So those are really the two things that the two things that I'm considering. If you don't want to play Pulisic, uh, I mean, what are you going to do here? All of the attackers on England would be in play then. Presumably you would want to play someone like Bukayo Saka. You would want to play a Phil Foden if he starts. Maybe even Raheem Sterling just to get the goal in case that happens. Um, you can certainly go down that route. So if I just plug in a Saka right there and then, you know, stick with Mount or something. Um, right. You could definitely just play five of the England attackers and then you can just play a Tim Ream and just say, I think England most likely dominate, you know, from a cash game perspective, that's going to be the median outcome. None of the American players get there. Um, another reasonable option. I believe Anthony Robinson is reasonably probably, uh, 5,600 though. That's a little bit steep. I wouldn't even want to do that necessarily. I think I would rather arrange pieces so that I could play Pulisic instead of having to go down to Anthony Robinson. But um, yeah, those are probably the three American guys that will get the most looks inside of cash games. Maybe I'm missing someone obvious though. I mean, Sargent is going to be too expensive and he has no floor. We, uh, he looks pretty good in the first half on the counter, but he has no floor. Weston McKenney, I mean, he's likely to get a yellow card, so I would rather you know, play Declan Rice or John Stones. I wouldn't want, yeah, I, I wouldn't want him to be my only American player right there. So yeah, I do think it, probably in order, I would say you should play Pulisic, but you can also consider just completely stacking England, a 5-1, and then playing Tim Ream and just hoping, you know, you're saying that most of the time you think England is going to dominate, or you can do something a little bit more middling and, uh, you know, Anthony Robinson can get a decent floor based on crosses. I think tactically USA like to, get him way up the flank. So there's definitely some upside there. But um, I really do think that's it with cash games. We're just going to, you know, Captain Trippier probably, maybe Captain Shaw. I don't know. I think I'd still prefer Trippier. Really pay attention to the 11s, right? Shaw is not a captain option if there's a threat to his set pieces. And um, yeah, probably play Pulisic and then uh, just fit the last two pieces in. And um, I think that'll be the popular cash game route. So let's get into the much more exciting portion of the program, right? We want to start talking about tournament lineups right here. So again, it's always good to talk about cash game construction because it's going to help us sort of conceptualize what are the popular combinations of players. And you're going to want to be just a little bit different and maybe a little bit more different than usual, right? The usual EPL showdown of the week is around 3000 entries at most. I mean, that might be a little high actually. And, um, this one is going to be over 8,000 entrants. So you'll definitely be a bit more rewarded for being a bit contrarian or being willing to get quite different right there. So just from the outset, so who do you want to captain in tournaments? I mean, you can totally, I think it's going to be very popular and it's a very easy pivot 
if um, you start, you know, you use one of the Shaw or Trippier captains. So if you put Captain Trippier, well, you know, instead of Mason Mounts, I will just play Jordan Pickford and then I'll make all the pieces work from there. So I think Pickford is going to be popular in tournaments because people are going to know, well, I captained the defender. So if they get the clean sheet, then the goalie gets the clean sheet at the same time. That correlation makes quite a bit of sense. So almost in very large field things, maybe that's a good smaller field option where you don't need to be perfect. But in very large fields, I would consider if I captain Trippier to um, assume that America scores a goal. So maybe it's a 1-1 or a 2-1 England type of finish right there. Because I, I just don't think... Um, I think a lot of the Trippier and Shaw lineups that have Pickford, they're just going to look really, really similar. And I just don't think you have really good equity to win, even if that game script hits. Uh, something that you can take a look at afterwards, you know, what combinations of players are going to be on. But yeah, Trippier, Shaw. Yeah, that four, that core of four, Trippier, Shaw, Pickford, Kane, those are going to be very, very popular in like 1-0 type tournament constructions. And again, in smaller contests, I think that's fine. You're probably going to be duplicated. Maybe not too much. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you want to be different, if you want to say, I want to solo ship this thing, you're going to want to consider some possibly different routes right there. Um, looking at other tournament captain options, I mean, all of the... Um, any England attacker, so someone like Sterling or someone like Saka, they're going to be solid captain choices. And I think they'll be particularly popular because they returned recently. So if we pull it up, Saka is plus 240 to score. He scored a brace recently, so that will catch the public's attention, certainly. So I think Saka will get a little bit more steam than maybe you'd expect. And maybe that leaves a little bit room for Raheem Sterling right there. Personally, even if Saka is a bit more popular, I mean, I'm a Tottenham fan, but I love how Saka plays for Arsenal. He's just a terrific player. And um, whenever I have an opinion like that, I'll just say, OK, well, I'll just captain Saka and I'll try to make good lineups based on that. So I really like Saka a lot. So I'll be looking to play him as a captain. I'm probably not going to be prioritizing someone like Harry Kane as a captain, given the slight injury risk. And he's going to be very popular as it is. So. I mean, um, I know, there's you can only build so many lineups. So you have to choose which direction you go. I'm not saying Harry Kane's a bad captain, but there is a little bit of systemic risk, and he's going to come with high utilization. So I prefer to think about different routes. One thing that I really like as an England route, so we talked about, you know, captaining Luke Shaw in cash games. And one thing you can do is you can swap Mason Mount with Shaw from your cash game lineup, and you'll get a little bit of extra salary. So maybe you can improve, maybe get a Declan Rice in there or something. Hope he takes a few shots on goal. And just because Mason Mount is underpriced, I think he's going to be a good, a really good captain option. I also think he's going to be overlooked because there are three better plays. You know, you have Kane who can score a brace and you have Trippier and Shaw. Those guys are going to get some steam. Pickford's going to get a little bit of, of utilization at captain. I mean, you know, who is going to captain Mount? Some people are going to captain Bellingham because he's very talented and he just scored a goal, right? And so if you kind of total everything out, maybe the England maybe the England captain ownership is going to be really spread out. But I think there's a really good chance that um, Mount gets underutilized, you know, something like 6 or 7% in the captain. And in that case, I'm particularly interested in building lineups with him. You can fit a little bit, you can fit a few better players just because of the salary savings. If we take a look just at the cheat sheet right here, he is not too far off his teammates and goal scoring odds. He's a little bit less likely to score a goal, but I think you'll be more than compensated by the low utilization if he does indeed score. So I would be on the lookout for playing Mason Mountain. You can do one zero lineups with him. You can say one one lineups with him. You can really play whatever you want. 
with him. I just don't think he's going to be used so much. So, you know, mix and match all your favorite England attacking pieces. Ooh, a little bit of a break there. Sipping some good coffee. All right. What else? So I think we basically covered the whole England angle. We know it's going to be very popular to play a ton of England attackers. We're going to see a lot of 5-1 England, a lot of 4-2 Englands, and you know, you're including Pulisic in one of those, and maybe you include an American forward as well. I think that is going to be the very popular way to attack these tournaments. And honestly, in a setting like this, I think those are all pretty good lineups, actually. You should definitely consider those but you know make sure you put a little bit of a wrinkle in there you know don't be afraid to sprinkle someone like Declan Rice especially in really large fields Declan Rice I think he's um what is he he's plus 440 to score a goal uh, no that's not right that was 4400 was his price so if I look at Declan Rice yeah he's a plus um plus 1200 to score a goal 1200 but I mean that's about nine percent but if you're going to be playing a bunch of lineups especially into that big GPP you're probably going to want to sprinkle a little bit of Declan Rice in there um I guess I didn't talk about Harry Maguire either you know I only talked to him about the beginning but you could definitely captain Harry Maguire he's plus 900 to score a goal I think we can double check that I always love this tool all right, plus 900, so that's about 10%. And I think that might be a little bit low. So if you want to take a shot at that, um, go right ahead. Although Adam is the king of the betting advice right there. I just, with what I saw, Maguire was just getting forward, and he is going to be the target man on set pieces. And you can play him at like $5,000, so he's going to be pretty cheap as a captain. He's going to be even cheaper than Mount. I do think that will get some attention, but you're going to see Maguire very popular in the flex. You can even captain him, I think. I mean, the route is quite thin, but, you know, when you're competing against 9,000 people, those are the types of things that you need to do to win uh, GPPs in those kind of stranger game scripts where maybe the forwards don't score a goal, but it's Harry Maguire. Or maybe it's even John Stones if you want to be uh, completely off the board. Uh, that is something that I would definitely consider. And I've seen good players when they want to jam in a lot of very good plays. You know, just put someone like a cheaper center back or put someone like a Declan Rice in the captain spot and they can just fit the best plays and you know maybe that person gets an assist or a goal and when they do they're with the best projected plays and it often you know you have a really good shot to win when that one little thing happens so maybe it's a little scary you don't have the guy who could get a brace necessarily but i still think it is a good tournament lineup all right i have not talked about team usa lineups too much and maybe i'm just a little pessimistic after that wales performance it was not very good in the second half wales completely dominated the ball and that just makes me think that if England are going to see that, if England wants to, England will be able to dominate the ball. I mean, it remains to be seen. That depends on how much you believe in Gareth Southgate, I guess. But because of that, I'm really not considering too many American-centric lineups. I think it would already be very contrarian enough just to play like a 3-3, three, a three, three, you know, prioritize getting three American players. So maybe you play a Pulisic and then you play a... Um, play Anthony Robinson in, in there, and then you can just put a third attacker, maybe like a Ford, maybe Pulisic, you know, assists to we, or maybe Aronson plays and you throw him in there. That's definitely an option. If I am going to be playing American players, I'm always going to be using Pulisic. I feel like when America succeeds in these matches, uh, Team USA is going to run through Pulisic very well. Um, you know, in those 3-3 three, three situations, I think you can also play someone like Turner, right? So if we look up here, Matt Turner, England are probably, they have some guys like Harry Kane will shoot on site. 
Mason Mount shoots from distance. Declan Rice will shoot from distance as well. Um, if America are under siege, I think Matt Turner makes a lot of sense in flex spots as well. Even if you captain Harry Kane, you could put Matt Turner on the other side. Mary Kane, maybe Kane gets, you know, five shots on goal, scores one. They are both the captain that you need in that situation. So don't be afraid to play Matt Turner, especially if you do think, you know, if you're pretty pessimistic about the American side, Matt Turner is going to make the most sense because he is going to be probably one of the higher floors in situations where England dominate the games just because he will have a, I shouldn't say a higher floor. He just has a, maybe better access to being, you know, in an optimal lineup because he will be able to face saves. And just because you play Matt Turner doesn't necessarily mean you need him to keep a clean sheet, right? If he gets six saves and England scored two goals, Matt Turner at his price, let me double check what it is. It is certainly not expensive though. At Turner's price in the 4,400, yeah, 4,800, eight points would be just golden. So definitely consider throwing Matt Turner in there. I think people are going to be a little bashful to do that. We are certainly not bashful about playing goalkeeper at all at Rotowire. And so let's go and make, if I'm going to be playing United States lineups, I think I'm going to be playing Matt Turner lineups right here. So let's see what we can get if we put Matt Turner in the captain spot right there. So he's going to be 7,200 as your captain. And I think automatically right there, you can play Christian Pulisic. So, all right. So we have a USA. Let's say, um, let's say USA went one zero and uh, what happens here? I don't know. Maybe something like a Harry Maguire own goal, maybe a Christian Pulisic penalty right there. If the United States keep a clean sheet though, maybe I want to play someone like Anthony Robinson right there. So maybe someone like Turner Pulisic, we keep a clean sheet. We have Robinson, so maybe he doesn't get so many crosses, but maybe he gets some uh, tackles, especially if England are attacking down the wing. Then if I keep on scrolling through right here, um, England are going to be pressing the game, so we'll throw in Trippier and Shaw. We're already a bit wacky by Captain E. Turner. And then um, you're going to have, let me click, you are going to have a ton of salary left, so you can play literally whoever you want. So uh, maybe... Uh, you can even put in Harry Kane right there. Hope he gets, you know, five shots so he can make some sort of uh, five shots on goal. He makes some sort of floor, but, uh, you know, Matt Turner saves all of them. So there you go. That's your goalkeeper. That's your Matt, Matt Turner captain right there. You can even, and this does win. I, I won um, a smaller GPP in, in the Japan-Germany game by playing the, the Japanese goalkeeper and then five German attackers. So if you think Matt Turner is under siege, even if, um, you know, even if, um, England score two goals or just one goal and the USA are just under constant attack the whole time. If you play all five England attackers or you play like Trippier Shaw and three England attackers, some combination like that, if Matt Turner gets enough saves, he can make up for the lack of clean sheets. So that is something, maybe it's a little bit crazy. Maybe it's a little bit off the deep end, but when it hits, you're usually one of the only lineups with that sort of combination. So you sort of have routes to fly up the leaderboard in that case. All right. Well, I think that um, breaks it down quite a lot. I mean, just put in the set piece of players and cash. There's a lot of popular tournament routes. I sort of like considering Mason Mount in the captain spot right there. And of course, win USA win. Sprinkle in a little bit of that Matt Turner captain. All right, folks. So I think we're going to call it there. So tomorrow, I mean, we're doing the main show for the classic slate. So for the 
the Friday slate, I think we'll have Ryan and Adam. I think even Jordan might be joining. Maybe Ryan gets a day off. So you can see there. So Adam will be back in the show. He'll be with um, Ryan or Jordan. And um, we'll still be covering all these showdowns. We'll still be covering the articles. You should join the Discord. So if you go scroll to the bottom or, um, you know, you go to the podcast feed or you go to the bottom of YouTube comments, you can try out our soccer trial if you are not a member already. It gets you access to our awesome cheat sheet. These are great tools. It's just a quick summary of information. It would take you a long time to figure this stuff all out on your own. So it's a great time saver. And you can join the Discord as well. The Discord is popping. There's a lot of good chats. And um, people are also posting the leaked lineups, which I find incredibly useful the contests are big so if you want to play a lot of lineups i think it's just nice to know them ahead of time so you have a bit more time to meditate on other things um yeah but that's about it thanks for tuning in everyone have a great holiday if you celebrate thanksgiving and good luck tomorrow cheers whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system yet then you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.